0: Today on the Jesuit Ranger Experience, we start off our club spotlight by telling about my experiences the Jesuit clubs and extracurriculars, and we sit down with Mr. Kuvion and Owen Brown to talk about their favorite robots that they've ever made as a part of robotics. This and more, all on the Jesuit Ranger Experience podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone who's listening. My name is Julian and this is the 22nd episode of Jesuit Ranger Experience, our new podcast as a part of the Jesuit Roundup. Today is January 26th, 2021 here at 12345 Inwood Road. And as you might have noticed, we've been doing a lot of club episodes. Um, You know, last week we had clubs such as the Quiz Bowl and now we're doing clubs like today we're going to be doing the uh robotics which is coming up in just a bit and um you know we just want to get we just want to get the word out about all these clubs and activities because there's so much to do at this at the school at this great school um there's always something to cater everyone uh, everyone's interests and needs and i think being a part of the club is one of the best parts about Jesuit. it's where you can make friends um It's where you can pursue your interests. Maybe if it's more, uh, I guess, professional, you can see if that's what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's kind of where you start to find yourself, what your interests, what you're interested in. And um, today, I kind of want to talk about my experiences for the first two years. I'll probably talk about uh, my second two years um, in the next episode. But for now, I'm going to talk about, you know, how my experience with extracurriculars and clubs uh, has been going just to, you know, give a perspective on new st- for new students and freshmen who are, you know, kind of confused or kind of don't know what they want to do yet. So I'm kind of going to give my experience. So you guys have more um, of a sense of how usually a Jesuit student goes about uh, extracurriculars. So first thing I remember when we were doing when, my first experience with extracurriculars and clubs and activities was the club fair. During my freshman orientation, they had a bunch of clubs there. Um, They had the sports teams. They had a bunch of clubs. There must have been like 70 booths or so. Um, Each one having residents or having, not residents, excuse me, members of the club. Um, They kind of promoted other activities and let you have fun games. I remember the bowling team, they had an actual bowling alley set. They had the pins and the bowling ball and everything. That was a very popular booth. Um, and the majority of them were just, you know, students there along with teachers advertising the club. Uh, I distinctly remember the roundup, uh, had a podcast, the original podcast, and I was able to talk on that one for a bit. And, you know, now we're carrying the legacy, which is kind of, kind of surreal to think of, but now that I'm speaking about it, um, you know, uh, it's kind of surreal that, you know, at the club fear, we were, I was talking at a podcast and who knew I would end up Uh, hosting the podcast so that was kind of that was kind of an amazing experience um i signed up for maybe like 10 15 clubs honestly which sounds like a lot but i did not obviously i didn't join all of them you know that's what they that's what they tell you like even in college and all this call on all the college uh, meetings that i've been in they've always told me that when you go to the first club fair you always sign up for like 20 clubs and you got to figure out you got to manage your time on which ones you want to go and so, you know, by me telling you that I signed up for 20 clubs means that there's a lot of interest, a lot of things to do at Jesuit. There's a lot of stuff that piqued my interest. So, I'm sure that even if you have a distinct a distinct amount of interest, you could find something at Jesuit that um, that you'll enjoy. And so, I think I remember signing up for I did I remember signing up for cycling because I knew I wanted to do a distance sport, so I d- decided to try that out. I signed up for that. I signed up for the Roundup too, uh, even though I didn't get involved until my senior year, which I'll talk about in the next episode. Um, I did talk. I did uh, sign up for the Medical Society, uh, which that's uh, another club that I had a big role in. Um, and I signed up for a bunch of other things like Jesuit ESPN, which was an old club where we made sports predictions. Um, we should really start that up again. That was one of my favorite act, uh, activities. You know, I think the winner got um, a video game of their choice, which was awesome, I never, I was never the winner, I always got, like, top 10, but I never, I was never the winner, and, um, those were pretty much, you know, me signing up for 10 clubs, 10, 15 clubs, I only kind of stuck, stuck with those, those three, you know, cycling, medical society, and Jesuit ESPN, uh, cycling took up a lot of my time, which I enjoyed, but, you know, there was a lot of, there were a lot of clubs that I wanted to join, but unfortunately since I really loved cycling and it took up a lot of time cause we would have practices all the way until six, I couldn't really do much. And so, yeah, that was the majority of my freshman year, just cycling. Um, sometimes I would skip up, I would skip a practice to go to a medical society meeting, but that was pretty much it. Uh, I wasn't able to do any clubs either. Uh, or in, not clubs, classes at Medical Society because they let you do different classes like dissection, structure, functions. And that's what I did um, my sophomore year. And so my sophomore year, uh, you know, I was taking harder classes. Um, I th- thought that I was not going to have time to be in cycling, which I was really bummed out about because I really loved cycling. I got in shape. Um, I got to meet a lot of cool people. And I had to leave it in order to pursue, you know, my academics and, of course, try other clubs. So, as I said, with the Medical Society, I was, on my sophomore year, I did my cat, I did cat dissection, which, you know, if you like cats, you might want to, you might want to take log off now. But, uh, that was, it was, it was an experience finding out about the anatomy of a cat, um, we also did structure function, which included, you know, um, dissecting body parts of different animals. Like we had, like a horse's heart or a pig's heart or something like that. That's something I distinctly remember. Um, and just a variety of other clubs as well that I joined. I also joined my sophomore year. I joined a uh, TED club because I had a uh, shout out, Mister Eduardo. Uh, he advertised the club in his um in his class, so I decided to give it a, to join it. And you know, uh, I also joined a lot of service clubs. Uh, Well, not my sophomore year; I didn't join a lot. I joined Modus, which is kind of a mentorship program where you get a kid from an under, uh, like an underprivileged school, and you kind of ment you go and give them advice. You talk to them every two weeks or so. That's one I still am. I'm still am in today. What else did I do? Um, I did some quiz bowl. uh, As I said, um, as we talked about in the last. Uh, episode, I was uh, did a little bit of quiz bowl, um, and I just did a kind of like a variety of other things that I can't remember off the top of my head, because they had like one, uh, they had like pretty much like one meeting per month. I think Honor Spanish Honor Society, I started doing that as well, since I was in um, a higher Spanish class, and I kind of did a variety of things, as I have said before, you know, just whether it's academic, like um, the Spanish Honor Society, or it's about purely interests, like Jesuit ESPN, um, it's just it's a great. It's great to um, you know dive into your interests. And one more thing that I'll say is that I I actually helped. I was one of the founding members of the Dallas Pro Sports Club. Um, you know, I was one of the first ones to go to the meetings. I wasn't. I didn't. Unfortunately, I wasn't part. I would. I did not help form the club. But I was one of the first members, and I was able to go to the first meetings, because my friends had decided to do that, so that was one club that we made together, um, that's still going on today, we have, we have meetings, uh, Tuesday after school now, um, so that's just how I've been going the first two years, I'll continue this next episode, because it's kind of dragging along for an intro, but, um, yeah, that's how I. That's how I kind of rolled my first two years. So, if you have, uh, if you're wondering what you want to do, if you're like a freshman, sophomore, or even a future Jesuit student, and you're just wondering what to do, and you're worried that you can't find anything, don't worry. You can, um, you'll find it. Whether it's from a teacher, a friend, or even if there's something that you want to make a club, like I said with the Dallas Pro Sports Club, my friends uh, made it. You can make a club. If you get enough people and a faculty member, you can make a club. So that's just how flexible Jesuit is with extracurriculars and activities. And so enough about my experience. Let's go on to the main segment today about Jesuit robotics. So for our main segment today, we have another club spotlight. And we have here one of the most decorated uh, clubs, teams at Jesuit. Uh, it's robotics. So we have here the founder, Mr. Cuvion with Junior Owen Brown. So thank you both for coming on the show today to talk about robotics.
1: No problem. Thanks for having us.
0: So uh, let's get into uh, getting to know you guys better. So could you guys both introduce yourselves, maybe your role in in robotics and how you basically got interested or how you got into robotics?
2: Yeah, of course. So I joined robotics freshman year and I've been doing it ever since i did both the freshman and the junior senior team so right now i'm kind of the head of the junior senior team and we have like six people on our team and we are doing great i'm enjoying it and i think we're on track to do pretty well
1: Hi, i'm uh mr Kuvion. i uh, i got into robotics uh, i got an, an email from a uh, an alumnus of the school, uh, named Steve Alanese And, uh, that was 12, well, almost 13 years ago. And, um, you know, he, he showed me, uh, what the tournaments were all about and what it taught the kids and what it challenged them to do. And, you know, I, I was sold on it. And the, the biggest thing was at the time, the students were very interested in it whenever we pitched the idea. And that was back in the spring of 2008. Um, and I've just I've been part of it ever since. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, things change, uh, you know, but we're still here and it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think the kids are learning a lot and enjoying themselves.
0: That's great to hear how, you know, how the whole club got started, yeah. one of the one of the biggest clubs at Jesuit and one of the most successful. And so talking about that success, could you guys elaborate on what you guys basically do uh, on a daily basis, maybe how a meeting goes, and what kind of cl- clubs and competitions you guys compete in. I know you guys compete in like FRC competitions and FIRST Robotic competitions. So, could you just elaborate a little bit more on that?
2: Yeah. So, we compete, like you said, with FRC, which is stands for the FIRST Robotics Competition. And we basically, we build a robot, we spend a season building a robot. We go, there's a challenge every year, a different one. And then we'll go to competitions, join many other teams, probably upwards of 30, and compete in matches, have a tournament, and we qualify for, we could qualify for state, worlds, districts. So it's pretty standard for most clubs, I would think. We go to competitions, we compete, and that's after we spent a season building our robot.
1: Yeah, and also um, the the kind of freshman sophomore uh, teams, although it's not limited to just freshman sophomores. Is first first tech challenge. Um, there again, you're also uh, you're given a, a new challenge every September, and uh, you have a f- several months instead of several weeks uh, to build your robot. Uh, and the tournaments are very similar. It's just the robot is about. Um, You know, 18 inches, it fits in an 18 inch cube and it weighs about 40 pounds, whereas the FRC robot um, usually fits in about a three foot by three foot by five foot cube uh, and it weighs about 150 pounds. So it's just uh, one of them uh, appears maybe a little more uh, glamorous and exciting than the other, but they're both just as much
0: hard work. I think it's very interesting that they have to be, I guess, a sort of sort of size and weight. I think that's kind of like, that's kind of an added challenge in trying to create a robot or trying to create a machine is that you have to fit into those dimensions. So I think that's another, that's another very challenging aspect of robotics. And that's what makes it so impressive to see uh, what you guys present in, the, in those competitions. And so, um, you know, of course, we all know that this year has been pretty rough, pretty uh, just o- overall unusual. So we've heard about many clubs about talking about what changes and shifts is they- shifts that they've had to make due to the pandemic. So would you mind talking about how, to, how the pandemic kind of affected um, robotics and how you guys were able to overcome uh, those hurdles that came with those challenges?
2: So, yeah, at the start of the pandemic, of course, there was a lot of uncertainty. Our season had just gotten... Cancelled because nobody really know knew what was going to happen. So that was last year and now moving on over the summer The people at first did a lot of work and figuring out what we were going to do for this next season So we have a couple things we're doing different. We are not having in-person tournaments as far as we know and We are instead going to build a robot and Send in videos of it doing different stuff. There's trick shot videos are skill challenge videos, obstacle course videos that we will record and send in to compete with people all around the world. So that's something they're doing a little different this year since we can't have in-person events. But we are hoping that next year it will be back to normal for our or for my senior year season.
1: Yeah. And uh, the the Junior Varsity, the, the FTC guys, First Tech Challenge, they're doing something very similar. Um, there is a chance that uh, maybe in late April we'll get to have some in-person tournaments, uh, but you know we're we're not uh, we're not betting on that. Uh, we'll definitely uh, we already registered for some uh, online tournaments. These online tournaments are a little bit different. Uh, you basically uh, record your five best matches, so you basically run a match on on the field. Uh, well, you're. You know, the robots by itself. Uh, It runs a full match. You record the score, send in the video of that match, and then uh, you get ranked in your online tournament based on uh, your average score.
0: I think what's interesting, you know, about the online tournaments is that, as Owen said, you guys can compete against robots all around the world, you know, rather than in person tournaments where people have to, you know, pay uh, to get to pay for transportation, lodging, whatever. But, You know, the the online thing makes it so that you can compete against the whole world and see what, how other countries are innovating or how other countries are approaching the competition. So I think that's a really cool aspect, you know, despite everything that's going on. We had the prayer service today uh, about talking about um, what's one good thing that came out of the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of good things such as, you know, we've been able to keep up these clubs and competitions, such as the robotics, uh, still finding ways to you know, do the stuff that we love. And that's the most important part. And, um, you know, we've kind of talked about how it's been a challenge this year. What are you guys hoping for, uh, at the end of this year? What are, what are the goals this year? What competitions are you guys looking to uh, capitalize and do well on?
1: Um, you know, that, that's, that, that's a great question. Uh, we, we actually sat down, um, Uh, We actually met on Teams last spring, uh, and we sat down again, uh, half on Teams, half in person, uh, this August, and we kind of laid out what we wanted our goals to be. Um, You know, we actually still have them written down on a a marker board, and we have to remind ourselves frequently um, that a lot of this is all about getting ready for next year, uh, getting ready for when we can compete in person. Um, and And then the rest of it, of course, is... Uh, having fun. Uh, I think that's been uh, one of the uh, things to always remind ourselves that uh, it's important to build community and uh, build team.
0: Those are some great goals, you know, rather than kind of competition wise, you guys have those humble goals, you know, work together as a team. Um, that's important because team's always first. There's no I in team. Um, and, you know, robotics, obviously, another team-oriented activity. Uh, it's important to build that fellow com- camaraderie and brothership. And that's what, uh, you know, Jesuit teaches us uh, every day through these subtle, me- subtle messages. And so uh, let's end off the this episode on a fun note. Uh, would you guys tell us what's your favorite memory of robotics? Do you have a favorite contraption or machine that you were very impressed with? Uh, what what is your what is your favorite memory?
2: I think my favorite memory would be going to our first tournament last year. It was in Del Rio, Texas, which I had never heard of. We so we drove for five hours to Del Rio, Texas, which is like on the border of Mexico almost. It was really fun. I really enjoyed the people that were on the team. We had a lot of fun. Stayed at a hotel for a few nights and then competed during those days we were there. We ended up doing really well, getting second place in the tournament. So that was, of course, an added bonus. But most importantly, it was just a lot of fun to get to hang out with my peers and enjoy that time with them. It was all in all, it was a, one of my favorite experiences so far.
1: Uh, so we have uh, our meetings uh, are pretty long uh, sometimes. And so we eat dinner together. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, the dinner conversations are, are pretty funny and it's kind of nice uh, to uh, get to be part of that as a teacher, because uh, you know, usually I'm just teaching people how to work a math problem or, you know, solve a simple textbook problem. But it's kind of fun to, you know, get to know the guys and hear the, the, you know, some of their silly stories and learn more about their lives.
0: Those are, some, those are some great answers. Um, of course, uh, always the experiences that you have. Uh, definitely, definitely great memories that you'll take from high school and, and beyond. And so um, thank you guys once again for joining us today. Uh, when you guys hold meetings so that the people know when to join in.
2: Yeah. We typically meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Starting every other Saturday. And every other Saturday, yeah. Starting at around
0: 3.30. Thank you once again, listeners, for making it to the end of this podcast. If you like what you heard, you can check out the Jesuit Ranger Experience podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. We upload episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays, so make sure to check back often for new episodes. We hope to see you next time.